Hey, Spling here. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Movie Critic. So today I saw the news that Ruby Rose has uh, left the Batwoman series on CW Network. And yeah, she's such an interesting character. I had heard nothing about her until I actually met her on the set of Resident Evil in South Africa in Durbanville at a quarry. And yeah, she was uh, the first person that we actually got to interview. And I just remember everyone being really charmed by her. She had such a, well, she has such an energy and just such a kind of crowd-pleasing thing about her. She really does have star quality, and I think that uh, through her presenting and and uh, everything she's done t- up to this point, it's just been that kind of situation where everyone knows there's something about Ruby Rose, but and there's a star quality there, and she's got this interesting presence, but no one's really sure what to do with her. On the... Resident Evil movie, I kind of saw her, um, and she was kind of interesting, and and uh, obviously coming from Australia, there's a certain interesting element there, and and uh, she was kind of telling us how she, she really loves knickknacks, which is like a, a cheesy kind of maize snack in South Africa, very famous in South Africa, and I think in Australia as well, I'm not too sure what it's called there. Um, but besides that little trivial bit, she is almost like an anime character, uh, just in terms of the design. <laughs> it's kind of funny to say it like that, but her face just is so um, perfect for camera, but then also isn't perfect for camera in a way because it's almost like she's wearing a mask. And I don't know if it's like something to do with uh, with um, just being comfortable in front of the camera or what, but it's like she's got this permanent sort of fix of youth. And I remember seeing her in the John Wick series and as well as the Resident Evil. She didn't really have that much um, of a part in Resident Evil. And it was a bit more substantial in John Wick. I remember they didn't really give her all that many lines, but she was kind of like this assassin. And I think that was kind of like playing to to her, the visual kind of component of what she's all about. And then there was that massive shark movie with Jason Statham, which was pretty lame. And I know it was trying to to go the whole piranha route, with uh, just being really cheesy and over the top. But uh, sometimes it can be so cheesy that it's not even cheesy enough to be good. Cheesy. (laughs) And uh, she was in that as well. So I've kind of seen her pop up all over the place over the years. And I actually was quite surprised to see her being styled by a friend of mine who's a stylist in Los Angeles. And uh, she came up on the Instagram feed. Uh, Anita Patrickson is her name. And yeah, so she's kind of just popped up all over the radar, all over the years. 
and it's just I've I've kind of been frustrated by it. She was also in Pitch Perfect three, I think, as uh, the lead in this sort of competitive band that they were battling against. And yeah, it's just been such a weird thing because you keep seeing her, you keep seeing that she's quite prolific. She's out there. People are trying her in different roles, and I didn't actually get to see a an episode of Batwoman myself, but I imagine that this would be the same situation, that she's, everyone can identify that there's something special about Ruby Rose, even her name, <laughs> maybe it is just her coasting on this alliteration and this face, but I really think that there's something much more to her, that we need to see someone actually design and create a film or a TV series specifically with her in mind. And I kind of felt as though with the Resident Evil connection that maybe they were trying to suggest that uh, she could possibly be like following in the footsteps of someone like Mila Jovovich, but I don't know. I don't think she's got quite the same enigmatic screen presence as Mila. And it's just kind of a little bit more synthetic in a way so yeah i really i really feel for her in terms of maybe not being the right fit for the batwoman series and i know that um she's uh very strong in her sort of her her outlook and uh choosing roles that are matching that and it's kind of seemed like it would have made a, quite a lot of sense for her to be batwoman but then it just wasn't quite the right fit. So I just hope that there's there's a role that's going to sort of just click with her and that we'll finally be able to see her really just uh, channeling that that talent that she does have and maybe just having enough confidence to uh, really exploit that. I really hope that it's not just um, her face and her name and that sort of uh, energy that's so timely for today, that's kind of carrying her. And uh, yeah, so let's hope that she's able to do that. And I don't know what it's going to take, but it will require something special to unlock Ruby Rose. So uh, let's hope. The vibration I get from her is kind of like she is not of us, <laughs> that she's kind of like a next generation type actress or actor. And there's this alien quality to her. So maybe that's why she's maintained this sort of sci-fi fantasy element to most of her roles. Um, I just think that it's almost as though you're just trying to kind of get that that sense of reality from her, that sense of authenticity that's just missing. And she's got such an interesting face and such strong features that she almost has to be the lead in the, anything she does, but then she's not quite powerful enough as an actress and her dramatic range isn't quite there to match the expectations. So she's kind of caught in this really weird no man's land where she's trying to kind of get ahead 
and really sort of um, connecting the dots on a number of levels, but then just falling short. And I think that the whole idea of a whole lot of style, but not enough substance is definitely the case with her. And while there are many examples of films that have managed to actually get by and and really uh, revel in its their stylish components uh, without having to have that 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 amount of substance following through um, makes it very much possible. I'm kind of also thinking of Destroyer with with Nicole Kidman, where she actually had uh, quite an uncharacteristic role. And maybe that's what is required from Ruby Rose, is for her to really grapple with something that uh, would really challenge her, and maybe for her not to be able to rely so heavily on on her looks. And I say that, but a lot of people, I think, are actually thrown by uh, the looks of an actor. I think specifically of Charlize Theron in Monster and how it took a whole lot of makeup for her to actually be seen um, for what she really is in terms of her talent, that because she's so beautiful and picture perfect, that that almost throws the audience, it throws us off when we're trying to actually see that performance coming through. And we're so distracted and dazzled by that beauty and that perfection and that symmetry that we actually can't see the the true, the true nuance um, of the performance and the, the value therein. So maybe it is that. Maybe Ruby Rose needs to kind of uh, really have a bit of prosthetics done and to completely divert our attention from uh, her face and just how sort of magnetic and, and interesting and, and uh, fascinating it is. To, to really just kind of give her a chance to actually just show her craft and really just showcase it in such a way that we're able to to break through that kind of mask thing that's going on. Anyway, it's, uh, it's one of those things. And uh, yeah, I just think that maybe it would be a whole lot easier if, if a lot of actors who are just kind of firstly hired for their looks got a chance to actually just show us more of, of what they are all about. And possibly wearing that mask of makeup uh, or prosthetics really helps them to sink into that other character. Maybe that's what it is.